If we're live right now, hi everybody. Hey, we are live, so they're here what we're talking about for just the last couple of seconds. Okay, well, you know what? Um, I'm taking a look at myself on Twitch. That surely won't be a thing that makes me feel weird and self-conscious. Um, I'm going to mute this. Uh, okay, hi everybody. Welcome to Happy Jack's RPG. Uh, that is just not working for me, so I'm just going to assume that we're out, that we're live. And if we're not, uh, I'm Emily Vandor, and you can join us. Uh, thank you for joining us for session number six of Stone Top. This is an actual play of a game that is uh, coming up uh, soon. The um, the Kickstarter just finished, and you can check it out. Uh, we are on the Happy Jacks RPG Network. To catch up on past episodes, visit happyjacks.org slash stonetop. And to find all of the shows on the Happy Jacks Network, visit happyjacks.org slash shows. Thank you for sticking with us tonight. We have been um, dealing with technical difficulties, but we're here. We did it. We made it. Happy Monday, everybody. Again, I'm Emily Vanderwerf. I am your GM for the evening. I have some lovely players with me. Uh, let's start with you, Mac. Hey, guys. I'm Mac Beauvais. I'm playing Ilsa, the would-be hero who owns the local tavern, uh, the Gone, and is finding out that maybe she has more worth than she thought. Well, let's move on to Nick. Let me unmute myself. Uh, I was just checking our sound. It does look like everything is working because we are getting sound through Twitch. So, excellent. Uh, Congratulations to us. <laughs> my name is Nick, and uh, I am using the Fox playbook. Uh, my character's name is Bron, and uh, he tends to talk a lot and try and confuse people with the power of his flim flammery. Uh, I think I think that's it. I like it. And finally, Mo. My name is Mo. I'll be playing the Marshal, Carlo. Um. You know, is he a scoundrel? Is he a, is he reliable? There are all these questions. Hmm. <laughs> um, yes, well, thank you all. Uh, Blythe, who uh, normally plays as the school teacher Tiern, could not make it tonight. Um, so we're just going to have a quick little, uh, you know, mess around session and see what happens. Um, and uh, thank you for bearing with our technical problems. Um, so if any of you wants to offer a recap... <coughs> A recap of what happened last time, which was like a month ago at this point, uh, that would be lovely. Um, otherwise, I can give it a shot. You, you all did a did a kind, had kind of a fun and exciting adventure uh, on the road. But uh, give, well, well as I recall, we uh, spent some time in town making sure that we could uh, procure horses, equipment, and a wagon. Yes. And that came with uh, some stipulations, such as um, uh, Inga's father coming along, and uh, was was it just him? I think he's our only. Expert. No, we had one more. Yeah. Oh, uh, Ilsa, not Inga. Ilsa. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yes. By the end of this, I swear I will get that right, but I can't. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I. I'm really sorry. I feel totally embarrassed every time I get the name wrong. Uh, Ilsa's um, father is Ivan, by the way. Uh, Ivan is with us, and then I believe also Carlo's uh, daughter is with us. Um, yes. On on the on the Kylie. 
Kylie. Um, sorry, I'm still just relishing in the embarrassment of uh, getting the speaker's <laughs> name wrong. Yeah. Um, but uh, we eventually were able to procure all of those supplies uh, and then set out along the road. Uh, we traveled for a while on the roads, which are canonically safe as long as you don't stray off of them. And then during a rest, uh, Tiern and Bron were talking about uh, ghosts and such and uh, myths of the road that you could call out to uh, a loved one or someone who had passed and the veil would go ahead and part and let them come through. And Bron did it, but nothing happened. And then Tiern did it and somebody showed up, her brother, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was kind of spooky, and then uh, Bron decided that he was just going to take a midnight jog. Uh, <laughs> and then um, he woke everybody up, and uh, uh, Tim was trying to contain her brother, and we had a little bit of a scooby-doo of trying to hide what was going on from Ivan, and uh, that didn't work. And Bron ran off the road, and was immediately set upon by uh, his long-lost love. Uh, yes. It was luring him out farther and farther into the uh, into the woods. Uh, but fortunately, um, Ilsa and Carlo were able to uh, follow him and help uh, get him back on the road and back to safety uh, after after he initially had refused. And then we all kind of came back, and Tiern was going to uh, perform a ritual to close the rift between this world and the next. Yes, that is correct. <clears throat> can, I, can I add a couple details? Yes, oh, please. please. Um, Frederick, the town's hero, proved to be of no use. Um, we're going to Marsage to pick up the uh, scholar Erasmus. And uh, we have found out recently that Marsage is um, Tyrion's hometown. Um, and we've also discovered that Kaylee is with child. Uh, poor Kaylee. <clears throat> um, that is correct. That is uh, everything I remember as well. And I'm sure if other stuff comes up, it'll come up. Um, so uh, since Blythe could not be here tonight, I asked her, you know, sort of why Tyrion... Uh, Tyrion just dis- decides to stay and work on this this problem, or if she goes along with y'all, uh, and uh, Blythe was like that she thinks that basically Tyrion would realize it's a thing that can be fixed on the way back. So Tyrion is along with you, but she's just like riding in the wagon, I guess. <laughs> so <laughs> she's going to sit out whatever happens on the road. Um, going to Marsha just takes quite a while. It's, it's like a two-week uh, two-week trip. Um, so um, Tell me, uh, uh, um, I guess we'll start with you, Mac. Who do you, who out of the the group that's here, and you can include the NPCs, who do you kind of bond with in a way that you haven't before? Hmm. Uh, that's a good question. Um, well, it's definitely not with her dad. (laughs) So, so I think we were trying to send her dad and Frederick back. Oh, Frederick stayed in town, and Ivan is still with us. He, he, uh-huh. Ivan went down to the crossroads. So Ivan's Frederick still with us. Yeah, and he's and he's gonna stay with us. 
Yeah, because he's uh, going down to Marshatch to uh, do some shopping at the market for the the uh, things he needs for his blacksmith shop. Um, I guess she would bond more with Carlo because he's actually trying to help her in a way that she has never actually had before. And she's not sure about Tiern and Braun right now, considering what they did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Carla, how do, how do you uh, feel about that? Uh, uh, you, you've been kind of looking after Elsa all along. So how, what's your, uh, what's some of the wisdom you impart to her on the road? Um, how to swing left, how to swing right, how to block. <laughs> and, uh, she she probably tr- rides in the wagon in the morning because we train when we get up, and uh, I, I'm showing her how to you know hit somebody to to debilitate them and how to hit someone to let them know they don't want to get be hit again. Um, and I'm teaching her the dark arts of posturing, which um, I'm <laughs> sure. Uh, um, 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 Braun appreciates. <laughs> Braun, you are fairly widely traveled. Um, you have, uh, how, how many times have you been to Marshadge? And who, who there would you least like to see? Um, I think uh, Bron has been to Marsh Edge uh, about half a dozen times mm-hmm. um, since it's uh, sort of it's kind of a gateway between the south and uh, Stone Top, as I recall. Um, and I think the person he would least like to see is uh, named uh, Marco. Uh, Marco Kolnick and Marco is a uh, uh, <laughs> he's the Belloc to my Indiana Jones in my own okay. personal story <laughs> uh, which isn't to say that uh, Nessa Lebron is super heroic but he is the one who is kind of my foil out there uh Using using the same sort of skills and methods, but we're working at cross purposes. Um, what's the What's the thing that he got his hands on that you really wanted, and then he uh, he took it away, and it belongs in a museum and all of that. <laughs> uh, he he scored a contract uh, to be the provider of um, Marsh Edge eels which was something that I was really looking for as a very lucrative uh, business opportunity, and he was able to swoop in, uh, wine and dine the, uh, the, uh, eel ma- the eelmeister of Marsh Edge uh, and get him to sign up with his, uh, with his trading conglomerate instead of uh, my, my trading. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Carlo... Marsh Edge is sort of famous for having no crime. I'm putting air quotes around that for everybody listening. And that's because they have a marshal named Brennan who has methods that are very um, 
unusual. Um, let's say that things happen in Marsh Edge and just don't get reported as crimes. Like, that's the way the crime rate is kept low, and Brennan seems like he has a lot of friends in low places. What, what have you heard about Brennan? Do you know this guy? Have you met him before? What, what do you know about him? Oh, I know Brennan. Brennan has uh, a lot of friends in low places. He's, uh, he's thick, but he's strong. And he's not somebody you want to get on the wrong side of. Um, I've done some work for him. And, uh, I think he tried to set me up the last time I was in town. Mm. Um, he, he, he seemed to feel threatened by me. Even though I told him I wasn't the settling down type. Mm. <laughs> got it. Got it. Um, and uh, Ilsa, um, there is, Marsh Edge is on the border of a giant swamp, like a giant, it's called the Fens. You know, that's why it's called Marsh Edge. Um, and there are all kinds of rumors about the swamp that um, have traveled far and wide. What is the one that you have heard at the Gone? that you believe least about what's in this swamp. Believe the least. Uh, being how silly I want to be. As my not-so-subtle nod to Swamp Thing and Big Fight, that there is something called the giant toe that is this creature that supposedly people see walking through the fens and uh, looks like a mashup of the two creatures I mentioned previously. (laughs) Excellent. Um, So uh, you're, you know, it takes a while to walk to Marshadge. You have a few days to to be together. Um, You know, I I was going to fast forward through this because we spent a long time fighting ghosts last time, which I was not anticipating. But if there's anything y'all want to play out on the road, I want to give you the opportunity to do that. If there's conversations you want to have with each other or with Kylie or Ivan, um, Tyrion is deep in study in the back of the wagon. So don't bother her. But um, everybody else is fair game. I honestly think that uh, Bronn has been sort of uh, introspective because he's learning things beyond what he believed uh, and so has has been uh, quiet or at least quiet for Bronn <laughs> um, and, and not I would say like I don't think he goes full depressed and withdrawn because I don't think that's really who he is mm-hmm. but he's not as uh, gregarious as he normally is okay. he's spending a little more time in his own head alright um, by the way the weather is beautiful it is like perfect summer days you know there's some rain there's some rain showers and things like that but you don't really hit any big storms um, you got a lucky dice roll, so uh, you're all are in pretty good mood, I think, from all of this walking. Um, uh, Carla, how, how are you? How are you and Kylie getting along? Um, uh, I'm teaching Kylie how to um, how to uh, shoot, mm-hmm. and uh, we are doing a lot of hunting along the way from the trail, and uh, as she is able to hit things with an arrow. Um, I 
go off the road to uh, get it. Um, I'm spending a lot of time with the ladies, and mm. I don't have many words for Braun or Ivan. Mm. Mm. Um, Elsa, how are how are you dealing with your dad, who um, has also been he's also been very like since that night out on the road he's been very. Um, Kind of, kind of like Ron. He's kind of just riding in the back of the wagon and not participating too much in conversation. I feel like, I mean, she cares. You know, she feels like she has a pretty good relationship with her father, except for when he decides to come along on really long trips. Um, I don't know. I think that she's wondering what he thinks of her at this juncture, but is too afraid to ask. Yeah. He's complaining a lot about how he didn't expect, you know, to to be this bad. Like, his back hurts all the time. He has to sleep in a wagon. He's complaining about literally everything that could have probably been foreseen about going on this trip. Um, But that's, so if you try to talk to him, he's mainly just, my back hurts. Um, Fair uh, enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Kylie is, um, of course, having a great time. Um, and do you talk about her revelation at all? Or does that just kind of remain unstated subtext? I, uh, I don't talk about it. Um, I lean into, I try not to be obvious, but I lean into, um, how free and wonderful it can be to be young. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I tell lots of stories about, you know, adventures on the road that, um, That, that don't kind of cast me in very bad light, but talk about just, you know, wouldn't you like to be in that story? You know, I, I tell those kind of stories. Mm-hmm. You should have been there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so as you approach Marshedge, <clears throat> after a couple weeks walk, uh, or travel, you have the wagon and horses, so you're not, you know, uh, going super as slowly as you might. Um, what's the first thing you can see at Marsh Edge? I'm going to ask you that. Uh, Bron, since you've been here probably a number of times, what's the first thing you can see, you know, a couple hours out? The first thing that uh, you can see from Marsh Edge is the uh, wooden watchtower that they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, since that uh, rises up above, um, they usually have to replace it or reseed it every couple of years because the ground is not as... Uh, sturdy as they necessarily want. Um, Marsh. But it's a fairly light... Yeah. <laughs> it's a fairly lightweight structure. It's uh, made of just sort of like wood poles lashed together. Mm-hmm. And it looks out over the road uh, in both directions and also over the fence uh, to make sure that they can alert anyone uh, who's coming along. And it sort of abuts against the uh, stockade that surrounds Marsh Edge as well. Okay. All right. Um, Carla, how many times have you been to Marsh Edge? Um, a couple. I, 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 I obviously passed through Stone Top a couple times. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
Yeah, I've, I've been through Marshedge a couple times. Do you have reason to believe there are any Kylies in Marshedge? Uh, I want to say that maybe... Um, maybe Shen is from Marshedge. Okay. And at the thought of going back, he was like, nope. <laughs> okay. Um, so you come up to the city, and um, the you know you have to go through the the customs or whatever they're called at the gate. The guards come and look you over, but it's all totally fine. Everyone's cool with that. What's the first thing you do? It's you know mid afternoon, not yet quite yet time to go take a nap. But uh, what's the first thing you do when you uh, get into town? Um, I'm going to say that your your plan was to meet Erasmus in two days because we need Tyrion for that scene. So you got here early. You made good time. You're here a couple days early. You're going to get a room at the end and you know get a hot bath and nice meal and all that. Um, didn't stop to use the bathroom. Exactly. Just going to dry straight through. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And you didn't encounter any trouble on the road. That's very interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, so so where do you... Uh, uh, Ivan wants to head to the market, um, and but where does everyone else want to go? Uh, I think that Ilsa is having her, her moment of like, oh my god, this is an actual other town. I've never been to another town. Mm-hmm. And is just wandering about kind of maybe even a little wide-eyed. Yeah, yeah. It's... Um, uh, Marshedge is much larger than Stonetop. Like it's it, by the scale of we are in Los Angeles, it's quite a bit smaller than that. It's like 6,000 people, but compared to Stonetop, that feels like just so many. Um, and it's kind of, you know, the, it is, it's the same thing as Stonetop. It's like the last town you can get to before you're out in the middle of the fence. So, um, yeah, and it's, uh, uh, there's a lot of people around. There's just sort of bustling. There are people from all over um, because this is a, a big market town. Um, and uh, you are, are sort of walking along when you um, spot, you know, the uh, you can see that there there's some like little kids running along and like seems like they might be pickpocketing. Um, you know, not they're not anywhere near you, but they're like running up and grabbing stuff. Actually, I should ask, are all three of you together, or do you have other things you want to do separately from each other? I was thinking that Brom was probably going to uh, go to his uh, favorite inn here and procure lodging for everybody. Okay. All right. Um, cool. And I recommend we all meet at that bar. Okay. Um, later. Okay. Um, also, anything you want to do? Um, I mean, like I said, I feel like she's having, like, you know, the beginning of Beauty and the Beast, or Belle's mm-hmm. walking through the town, and it's like, it's like that's her montage that's happening mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's any particular agenda as much as there is just uh, just being blown away by this, you know, very different atmosphere. Um, but if she does see kids pickpocketing, she's probably going to try and follow them. Okay. Roll me a wisdom check. (laughs) Oh, no. First check of the night. Let's see. Uh, Eleven. 
Oh, yeah, that kid that was, like, just sort of sidling up alongside you, you grab his hand as it's about to go in your pocket, and you just shake it off. This is very, you were very, like, very quick and ready to spot him. Um, and he says, hey, what are you doing? The better question is, what are you doing? He's just saying hello the Marsh Edge way. By picking my pockets, that seems perhaps... Not accurate to the culture here. No, you stick your hand in somebody's pocket and you say, hello, here, I'll show you. And he, like, goes for it again, but now you're, of course, yeah. alert. Uh, hold on a second, because I think I have something I want to do here. <laughs> okay. Me... okay, can I start yeah. a little bit more? Absolutely. Can we say that uh, pickpocketing is colloquially known as a, as a Marsh Edge hello? Like that's, that's, that's how the term that's used as like, sure. oh yeah, he gave me sure. Marsh Edge hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason I ask is because I have speak truth to power. When you demand that someone does um, what is clearly good and right, you have advantage to parlay if they refuse gain plus one resolve. Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how powerful a like twelve year old child is, but I'm, I'm game to see this happen. So. Sure, sure, and I could roll horribly bad, yeah. or you could roll horribly bad, and we just everything is bad. But I, I'm willing to try. Okay, so what you, <laughs> give me a sense of what you're trying to do here. <laughs> I'm trying to find out what the reason is behind this because I've heard stories of Marsh Edge, I've heard stories of the pickpocketing, and I want to know if it is a kid that genuinely is just in need, or is being used by somebody else to carry out pickpocketing. Okay, cool. Yeah, alright. Um, give it a roll. Alright, so let's say I get advantage to parlay, so that means I get an extra die, right? Yep, and you take your top two. Alright, and parlay is... I believe it's plus charisma. Let me double check. Um, you'd think by now I would know this, but I always... Yeah, I thought it was charisma, but I just want to double check because... Yes, plus charisma. It doesn't help me at all. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, I got 12. I actually rolled really good. I rolled two sixes and a five. <laughs> wow, that's impressive. Um, so, uh, what, what do you what do you say to this kid who's uh, now properly chasing? And like has his hands up like this. Like, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying hello or nothing. Okay, we can just part as friends. I'm not your enemy here. Hmm. Is somebody putting you up to this? Are you hungry? Why? Why are you doing this? <laughs> he laughs, lady. This is Marsh Edge. There's like seven families here that have all the money and everybody else just takes what they can. That's fair enough. Can I buy you a meal? Yeah. Yeah. My name, by the way, is uh, Raj. Raj. Um, So, um, you know, if you need anything, I can be your guide. I appreciate that, Raj. Where is somewhere that you would like to go eat? And um, he says, well, at the end of the market, there is this, uh, uh, they, they have uh, swamp beasts on sticks, and those are so good. Um, they just stick them in the fire, and they get all black and charred. It's so good. You should have one, too. 
Um, but yeah, it's uh, that. That's what I would like is the swamp beast on a stick. Um, the closer you get, it's just like just like a frog on a stick. But well, lead the way and tell me a little bit more about the city. Um, as you enter the market, which is where this is, uh, your dad goes off and is going to start purchasing supplies, and, and Raj leads you through and like he's okay. He's like sees people like other kids coming and stops them and like is is um showing you forward and he's like yeah this you know this is um this is where i grew up it's um really nice place really great town um and uh yeah oh you're here for the festival is that why you're here which festival would that be it's the festival of the summer lights I, I've i heard tell of it, but I've never witnessed it. Oh, it's so great. We only have it every few years. And I the last time, I was too young to really remember it. So I'm really excited. Like People come from all over. That's why town is so busy. Um, it's really cool that you're here for it. I think you're really going to like it. Well, you'll have to tell me of the customs as we go and get our food. Oh, by the way, do you have anywhere to stay? Because I think all the inns are full. I, if all the inns are full, then not so much, but... Let's cut over to Bronn. <laughs> Bronn, tell me about this inn you're going to go to. The inn that, I, that I'm headed to is the uh, the Redberry Bog Inn. Okay. And it's, uh, it's owned by a gentleman named Bill. And Bill uh, used to be a... Um, essentially, I think that part of part of Marsh Edge has like uh, uh, cranberries. You know how cranberries grow in a bog, and he used to be a cranberry farmer. I guess. I mean, they kind of do it with nets, so I don't know if they're fishermen, berry berry or uh, farmers. But uh, he used to do that, and he retired uh, once he made his money and uh, bought the Redberry Bog Inn. And uh, he, he has gone ahead and turned it into quite a uh, tidy place. What is it about this inn that makes it your favorite? Um, they have uh, their their uh, rates and services are all very good and competitive. Mm-hmm. And Bill uh, walks around and makes sure that everyone is taken care of. Um, okay. And uh, he actually has a lot of really good stories. Um and uh, they're probably not true, but I think that they were they're the result of all of the time he spent out in the in his waders and uh, hauling in those those uh, cranberries, and he just made up stories and he tells them uh, in the end. And as as someone else who likes to tell a story, I appreciate that. Uh, Carla, is this also the, is this the bar where you were going to go, or is that that your guy? Um. Yes. Okay. So are you going with Bron right now, or are you off? Are you going to go? I'm going to go see the sheriff. Okay, cool. All right, great. Me, so, me uh, Kylie, and the wagon. Okay, great. Um, so, Bron, um, you get to the inn. What do you know about the Festival of the Summer Lights? <laughs> uh, I did, I did, uh... I was here once for it um, several years ago, but uh, most of the time I tend to miss it just because of the way that my uh, trading route went. Um, but when I was here, what I what Bron remembers is that there were um, they build a, a uh, 
a big bonfire uh, out in the, just outside of town, and everyone gathers around it, and what they do is they uh, take embers from that and uh, use embers from the fire in order to do uh, little um, hot air balloons mm-hmm. where they will send out their wishes for, uh, for, the, um, for the coming year. Uh, all the things that they're grateful of, grateful for, and all the things that they want to see happen in the new year, they paint or write them on the sides of these paper balloons, and then the embers from the communal fire produce enough hot air that they float up. And so, uh, at the height of the festival, you have just hundreds of these uh, glowing balloons that are going up and taking everyone's wishes and gratitude with them. <clears throat> So yeah, when you get to the inn, like they 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 have the standard um, they have like the standard symbol of the festival of the summer lights, which is they have three candles in each window, and they're flickering. Um, and uh, when you get inside, it is muggy and humid and sticky because the place is just full of people. Like the little bar off to the side, there's just people everywhere. There are a handful of people waiting in the main area. And um, the the you know you see Bill shaking his head and saying no I can't I can't give you any room to like this this older woman that's kind of stooped over at the front near where he's standing he's like I'm I'm full up I don't got any room for anybody nobody in town does lady um, and then he looks over and sees you and says oh uh, Ron hello Bill how are you I'm good you better you better not be here asking me for a room because I don't got nothing. Oh, uh, well, that, that's a disappointment. Um, I take it you're having a, a good festival season, though. Yes, uh, yes, ab- absolutely. Uh, you know, Festival Lights is uh, we make uh, most of our money for the year, this, this time of year. <laughs> uh, you, you've talked about it uh, quite, quite uh, extensively in the past. Uh, I'm sorry that, uh, I mean, I'm sorry for me that you're full up. I'm, I'm happy for you, of course. Uh, um, what was it you were you were saying? Everything is everything is gone. Do you have? Uh, I well, I can ask around, but I haven't heard about anything in town. Uh, you know, uh, even the jail cells are full. Hmm. All right. Well, um, a bit of bad luck for us. Um, do you know if there's anyone who might be? open to subletting or uh, might let us stay stay in their house. I have several companions and we need a place to stay for several days. Um, a barn, a hay wane, uh, anything. Uh, someone's, someone's living room will be very quiet. You'll hardly even know that we're there. Um, do a parlay. <clears throat> okay. I just want to see if I have anything extra here. No, 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 no. But I do have plus two. Uh, Yeah, I don't think sober time would apply here. Um, What I will say is that uh, I I could definitely make it worth your while. Eight. So he kind of looks around, he sighs, 
He's like, uh, listen, you, you didn't hear this from me, but uh, the uh, the Fenric family, they're going to be heavily involved in preparations for the festival, and I could maybe get you in that house. You could crash there. I don't think they would notice as long as you're you know, out every morning. Um, I would I would not be uh, opposed to to something like that. I, I'm sure that I can sell that to my to my friends. And here's the thing I need from you. They have a gorgeous set of antique cutlery that I've always wanted for my inn. <laughs> I would need, you know, I would need you to bring me that to me, or I would, um, you know, tell the marshal here, Brennan, tell him a little bit about, oh, you know, people in town breaking into houses to sleep. We have a lot of that each year in the festival. Um, you know, it's that, or you could uh, sleep out in the stable with the horses, but you'd have to clean up the manure every morning. Um, yeah, those those are kind. Of, that's what I can do for you. I can get you in this house, or you can take care of the horses. Um. Well, let me. Uh, can I get back to you? I would like to consult with my companions and see how they feel about this. I don't want to speak for them uh, out of turn entirely. Yes, of course. And you know what? <clears throat> if you're still in town after the festival's over um, tomorrow night, then uh, let's let's catch up. That'd be great. I'd love to see you. They're just too busy right now. You know. Sure, I understand. As as people are shoving by and ordering yeah. food and going, come on, get, you've got to have a room for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> who I am? Let's go over to Carlo. Uh, Carlo, you are going to see Brennan. Going to see Brennan. Okay. Um, we actually have a little trouble finding him. He's not at the um, the office. Um, there is a uh, <clears throat> what he is doing is he is he's basically like doing security, blocking off the road for like a really <clears throat> excuse me as uh, blocking off the road and doing security for what appears to be just a very um, strange parade. Um, there is, you know, uh, a little group of musicians marches by and is playing a song, and they're preceding this like this like cart that's being drawn by six beautiful white horses, and on it is a girl of about fourteen. She's wearing like a flowered crown. I'm not just ripping off Midsommar, I swear. Um, and uh, she's, uh, you know, she's like sitting there very solemnly, like this. Um, and the people in the crowd are all like cheering wildly for her and like, like, you know, exclaiming her name, which is, um, Samantha. And, uh, Brennan is standing there like watching everyone to make sure there's no, no, um, dirty business here. (laughs) Brennan. He jumps a little bit. Carlo, why are are you here? Just check it in. I'm going to be in town for a couple days, and uh, then I'll be heading back to Stonetown. You're here for the festival, I assume. I wasn't aware of the festival. You weren't aware of the festival of the Summer Lights, the most famous 
thing in this part of the world. Yeah, sadly, we, we it's not a social call. We're here to uh, sell some stuff and get back up the hill. Oh, um, this, who's, who's this in Equine Sukkot? Uh, this is uh, Shin's little sister. Oh, I see. Okay, well, um, you know, I don't know... I don't know what I can help you with. I I, I, uh, I hope you have a room because there's not really anywhere to stay. But uh, oh. it's it's nice to see you. And he's like he's turning back to yeah. the parade, and like it seems like yeah he's busy, but there's like an element of he, he doesn't want to be talking to you. Got it. Mm-hmm. Um. And essentially, I, I asked I asked if uh, Shin's mom is still around. Hmm. He looks back. What's her name? Do you have a name for her, or can I just make one? Up? Make a name. Dorothea. Dor- Dorothea. Dorothea. Uh, oh, um, yeah. You know, she lives out by the by the by the. She lives out by the crypts. Um, she's um. She's she's not quite all there anymore. Um, Dorothea was the the daughter of a very rich. One of the very rich families, not not the uh, not the, the Fenwick one that uh, we heard about earlier, but uh, one a different one, the um, the uh, Frogleg family, um, and uh, they uh, tell me how you met and seduced her. Um, I met her because her father was wealthy, <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, I seduced her because she was the youngest mm. and um, her, her sisters were part of the the, the, the local kind of debutante scene mm-hmm. and her brothers were uh, kind of chest thumping trying to be uh, in control of the town Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, Dorothea had access to all of those resources with uh, none of the uh, none of the baggage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so she had a little bit of a, a tomboy energy to her. You know, she mm-hmm. was um, you know she was in her early twenties and didn't really want to just settle down like her sisters. So she um, found you uh, very interesting for that reason. But yeah, um, so said, yeah, she lives out. She lives out by the crypts, you know, on the edge of the swamp. Um, she doesn't come into town very often, you know, after what happened with, to her sister. What happened? Oh, uh, oh, I assumed you too. I assumed she, well, you know, uh, Betsy uh, went into the swamp and disappeared. Oh. And uh, it was a great tragedy. Everyone was very sad about it. Um, and you know, it's, um, you know, people lose their way sometimes. That's how it is. Anyway, good to see you, pal. You too. If you need anything while I'm in town, let me know. Oh, okay. Yes, I, we might. We might. Um, and he, as you're leaving, he like points at you and is like, watch your pockets. You don't want a marsh edge. Hello. Hmm. Um, 
I want to cut back to Ilsa because you and Roger are doing something, but um, I, I want to get you three back together so you can discuss what you're going to do next. Um, remember, Erasmus is arriving in two days and the festival is tomorrow night, so you have time to figure out what you want to do. But Ilsa, you and Roger, uh, Roger's procured a frog on a stick, which he's gnawing at happily. And if you had other things you wanted to ask him, you sure can. Um, do you know if there's somewhere we could stay for the evening? Um, I mean, there's the crypts. People stay there all the time. That sounds... I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. That sounds terrible. Yeah, some of them are haunted, and you never know which one you're going to get. But, like, I could probably help you out. I could help you figure that out, maybe. That's not a guarantee. It's not a guarantee. But, yeah, you know, there's the crypts. That's what I always say. If all else fails, there's the crypts. <laughs> and... Tell me more about the reason behind the celebration. Oh, the Festival of the Summer Lights? Um, you know, it's just to celebrate. Um, it's the time of year when it's about to, to have everything be harvested, and we want to send our wishes up because things are about to get cold again. So we are remembering the heat and the light of this time of year and sending our wishes off into the sky where the gods will see them. Fascinating. Can anyone participate? Oh, uh, yeah. You know, the bonfire is open to all. Um, and the way he says the bonfire is like very... Yeah, strange. I'm kind of like there's a red flag with bonfire. Yeah. Um, Tell me more about the bonfire. Oh, yeah. You know, you go there and you get like a little thing out of the fire and you put in a little like thing and then the thing goes up in the sky and you've written the thing but you want. What's being burned on the bonfire? What? What else would you make a fire with? We have to do it out in the marsh, though, because you know how dry and crackly everything is here in town. So Sure, yeah. sure. But a bonfire seems perhaps overkill? Don't you want to have a lot of light in the middle of the night? I suppose that makes sense. Um... Um, he's like, yeah, it does make sense. It makes perfect sense. You're right. <laughs> you can discern realities here if you want. Yeah, I would like to discern realities right okay. now. Very much yeah. so. <laughs> uh, roll uh, plus whiz. Holy crap, these dice are like doing the thing tonight. <laughs> For once, um, 13. Oh my god. Okay, so you have that. you can ask me you can ask me three questions from the list on the move sheet. Uh gosh. Uh let me look at the move sheet. Pulling it up. Um uh, sorry, my computer is being a little weird. Um what is about to happen? The Festival of the Summer Lights, everything Roger's telling you is true. The bonfire is really there. They are really going to do the thing with the wishes and all of that. But the way that he's acting, the emphasis is not on the bonfire so much as like it seems like probably there's some other thing that's, that's happening um, that perhaps the bonfire is a cover for. <clears throat> Okay, so to go to my second question, mm -hmm. um, what should I be on the lookout for? 
As you're talking with Raj, at the end, you're uh, you're in a long street that the market is in, and then at the end of it is this, this frog lake place, or the, the frog place. Mm-hmm. And um, it's blocked off, and there's a street here. And this parade goes by with this young woman of about 14 um, wearing a flower crown. And she's like, she is crying. Like, she's crying, and people are cheering loudly for her and saying her name, Samantha, and just, like, wildly happy. But she's, like, devastated. She is in tears. Um, it's clear that whatever is happening, she's not happy about it. Um, what here is not what it appears to be? Uh, the entirety of the Festival of the Summer Lights is um, mocked up for... This is a rumor you've heard at the gone, I'm going to say. The Summer Lights, Festival of the Summer Lights, is mocked up to hide what really happens here from outsiders. Outsiders come in, they go to the bonfire, they release these hot air balloons into the sky. It's gorgeous, it's beautiful, and then the real festival happens somewhere else among the townspeople, and it's a smaller, more intimate group, and whatever is meant to happen happens there. That's a rumor you've heard. I'm going to look at Raj and be like, it's not a good idea to lie to me. What are you going to do to me? He, like, takes a big bite out of frog. It's what I can do to help you more than it is anything else. You're from what? Mountain face? Stone top. I never heard of it. Doesn't matter. Well, I'm not lying to you. There's a bonfire, and we put up the things, and they go up in the sky, and there's wishes. There's and more like, to it than that, and you know it, and you're not telling me. What do you know? And he holds out his hand like he wants some money. Um, you can parlay with him, or you can just give him money. <laughs> like, I'm not going to make you roll to do that. Um... Um, can I use my uh, speak truth to power again so I get advantage on parlay? Can you use that more than once per session? It says... Um, nothing about once per session. And I do have another resolve point, I think, to use. So. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Uh, that is a less good roll, bringing me to an eight. Okay. Um, and he, like, uh, still has his hand out. He's like, you know what? It's clear that you've heard something. And I don't know where or from who. But I ain't telling you anything unless you give me what I want. How would you like a chance to actually earn some coin for once? How much are we talking about what am I going to have to do? Because I'm not mopping up those stables at that Berry Bog Inn. No, I'm offering you a chance to come back and work for me in Stonetop. What do you do? I run the tavern. Hmm. Gainful employment is what I'm offering. Room and board is what I'm offering. Not going hungry is what I'm offering. Interesting. And you won't even have to see the backside of this town again if you don't want to. I tell you what, though. 
My father is a cruel, cruel man, and I try to stay away from him. And Stone Top or Mountain Face or whatever you call it, sounds like it's pretty far away from him. So, okay, we can talk, we can make an arrangement, but if I think you're going to betray me, I'm going to tell Brennan all about you and all the ways you're trying to find out this town's secrets. And he looks around and he's like, we got to find somewhere quiet so I can talk to you because I don't want, this town is full of people who can hear your every word you speak. So let's go find somewhere quiet. And um, I'm going to say that uh, just in the interest of time, you all agreed to meet somewhere. Um, we were going to meet at the bar? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and when you get there, Raj is like, this is, this is the opposite of quiet. Well, I'm not traveling by myself. I do have companions, and I'm sure they would be interested in knowing what's going on here as well. And are instrumental in helping me bring you back to Stone Top. Gosh, okay. All right. Well, listen, um, there's a little stable out back. I'm sure there's just going to be horses in there. So why don't we go back there and you get your friends. I'll meet you there. It's a deal, and I, I stick out my hand to him, mm-hmm. like making a adult deal person to person. He he stares at your hand, and then he like extends it and shakes, and he's like, "I thought you were going to give me money, but you didn't." It, I told you I'm going to give what? you a chance to earn money. You know what? Yeah, okay, sure. All right, I'll meet you in this. this. Go get your friends. Um, your dad is trying to check in, uh, but you don't have a room. Um, uh, Bron and Carlo, I assume you've already met up at the bar. Yep. Um, Bron was actually sitting outside uh, the the bar, the Mm -hmm. tavern, because everyone, it was crowded, it was loud, and uh, he didn't really need anything in there since they had no rooms. So, uh, I get that download, and uh, I let you know that... uh, if we don't have a place to stay, we really have to go sell these sheepskins ASAP before they disappear off this wagon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, you know, you know the local constable, right? Yeah, we spoke. Is uh, is he a, a is he someone you can rely on? No. Hmm. But there's somebody in town who I may be able to rely on. Um, if you can hawk these uh, skins, I can uh, go see about getting us a place to stay. Fortunately, and you would know this, um, tomorrow is the festival day, so there will be a lot of people buying and selling and trading. So like, selling them won't be a problem as long as you can keep them safe tonight. So. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I, I, I imagine I'm sh- on the place also, but uh, we need to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, I was about to say, I imagine I show up around this time in the conversation, <laughs> and any luck with room and board? Um. Is uh, is Raj with you, or is he in the stable? 
He's in the stable. Okay. So uh, I'm, I'm going to, you know, try and, you know, bury the lead here. Okay. Uh, and, and Ivan is still gone? Ivan, Ivan is trying to check in. Now, Ivan is getting a drink. Okay. And uh, is is Kylie there? Yeah. Um, I pull the two of you aside <coughs> and uh, over to where uh, Tiern is still studying and say, um, so I have, a, I have a line on a place that we could potentially stay the night. Um, but it's not entirely on the up and up. There is uh, something that we would need to acquire uh, in order to pay for the information and uh, passage into the into the house. Is it from one of the three families? families. Uh, yes. Yeah, let me let me work on my lead first. Sure. Uh, I don't want to burn any bridges here. I've got a not great lead, but I do have some information, perhaps, on what's going on around here. Besides the festival? Something with the festival. I just... Come with me. Can can we step outside for a moment to the stables where we can speak more privately? Sure. Sure. I, I'm sure Taryn can watch the the uh, sheepskins. Tiern and Tiern and Kylie and, and Ivan, who now has a giant mug of ale, are going to wash the sheepskin. They'll be fine. We'll be fine. And as we're on the way, walking out and around, I met a child named Raj, who is willing to give me some information about what's really going on at this festival. I don't know if either of you caught the parade. Yep. And the crying that was happening with the girl up on the pedestal? Yeah. Something is not what it seems here. Yeah. Uh, Ron and Carlo, as you enter the stable, roll me a wisdom check. Do we get any uh, bonus on this? Because I think both of us are familiar with the Marsha Hello. Sure. Take an advantage, both of you. <laughs> I needed the advantage. I rolled a nine. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, with that advantage, I'm also a nine. Okay. You both are... You you, you, you see this, this boy come up to you, and he's like got his hand stretched out wide. He goes to shake Carlos' hand. His other hand slips into to Brown's pocket and grabs just a couple pieces of silver. This hand goes to Ron, grabs a couple pieces of silver from Carlos. He, 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 he sees my hand. He sees, finds my hand in my pocket. <laughs> He's like, just a, just a couple, just a couple court, just a couple coins. Good, sir. For Young man, I, 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 in a friendly manner, I pick him up by his armpit and raise him about a foot off the ground. Hey, 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 this, uh, lady, hey! This lady here's my mother now, and she doesn't take kindly to that. This is just I a. Fr- oh, this is just well, a mother might be overstepping here. This friend. is just a friendly pickup. What's oh. your name? What's your name, young man? And oh, I, I don't a give stone a shop. Hello. Okay. 
So once you like pick him up and you're holding him in the air, and I will just make a knife appear in my hand and bring it up close, but not. You know, like I'm not pricking his, I'm not pricking his neck or anything. With we're, it. we're we're showing off. We're not like out of right, out of <laughs> out of, out of nothing, out of empty hands. I make a knife appear and I go, listen. You don't want to try these tricks on the two of us. Of them, he's the nicer. Oh. And then I, you know, and then I'm, I'm all smiles. Oh. I'm all smiles. <laughs> okay. I'm all okay. smiles. Okay. Okay. It's fine. It's What's your fine. name, young man? My name is Raj. I'm from Marshedge. And, you remind uh, me of myself when you, I was your age. And I, well, give, him a sh- I give him a shake <laughs> and I put him down. <laughs> you remind me of myself when I'm your age. So that's really great. That, that, what a coincidence. Um, anyway, uh, my new friends, I don't know your name, but my new friend here is uh, going to take me back to Stone Top to work at her inn if I can help you folks with uh, whatever it is you're here to do. So let's uh, let's see if we can talk it out. Well, that sounds like a fantastic deal. Um, so I, I pointedly do not look at Ilsa because because if this is if this is the con she's running, I'm I'm going to run with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, what can I what can I help you with? What do you want to know? Tell us the rest of the details about this festival. Okay. Okay. He looks all around. Yeah, there's just horses here. And he leans in really close and he says This is this is one of the one of the years of the seven. Every seven years one of the seven families gives their oldest daughter to the Fens. And that just happens to be Samantha Fenwick this year. She's going to go out there and become, you know, the bride of whatever's out there. Sometimes they come back, but nobody's come back in like a hundred years. So I don't know how true that is. But yeah, um, you know, it's, uh, it's happened. Uh, you know, there was some lady, uh, Frog legs was before I was born, and like when I was like five, it was the Bailiwick family had to send their daughter out. It's how we make sure that the beings of the marsh don't, you know, invade the town. So, yeah, too bad to be her, but oh well. And has anybody ever seen these beings of the marsh? No, because we send our, you know. We send the, the daughters out every seven years. And how long has this been going on for? I mean, forever. Like, I don't know how long Marshetch has been around, but, like, everybody knows that, well, there's seven families, and it's every seven years, so that's, what, like, 300 years? Like, you know, and they've done it. Each of them has done, has given away, you know, multiple children. They're memorialized in the town hall, like, you know, uh, thousands of years? That's barbaric. Okay. I don't know what that means. And Ilsa's going to look to Bron and Carlo, like, back me up on this. (sighs) 
Great. You two are really helpful. Thanks. <laughs> so let's 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 talk to Tiran. Let, let's see if her boyfriend has any leads on this. I am happy to slaughter a phalanx of soldiers. I'm happy to burn down a church if you need that to happen. This whole monsters thing, this is kind of new for me. And I've seen enough. Five years ago, I'd have laughed and said, if you want to go stake out the swamp, I'll stake out the swamp for you. But Elsa, there's some stuff out there that we don't know anything about. And you're willing to let an innocent girl die for that? I thought more of you, Carlo. And Ilsa's going to turn on her heel and actually walk out of the stable. Bron? I have always found that it is unwise to get involved in the local politics of a town you don't uh, understand, especially when you're uh, here to do business. Uh, fumbling around in local traditions frequently ends up with bad feeling and misunderstandings on all sides. Um, so I'm kind of with Raj on this. It's no, uh, you, you, you're preaching to you're preaching to uh, the folks who know. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna head to the uh, the crypts to go meet my friend. Uh, I'll be back as soon as possible. Um, if you could try to offload those uh, sheep skins, or at least find a safe place for them for the night. Listen, Raj says I can get you into a crypt. I bet we could put some sheep skins. I bet we could put some sheep skins in a crypt. It'd be fine. It'd be you, great. You, I can get you in. You hang out at the crypts. Well, yeah, lots of people do. That's where you go to sleep sometimes. It just sits how it goes. Do you know Dorothea? Oh, wow. Um, she's, you know, the, 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 yeah, the woman of the crypts. Yeah, and I try to stay away from her. Why? I mean, she's so sad. She's so angry. She's so, you know... Her sister went into the marsh and she's still as hung up on it. Ron, this isn't looking good. <laughs> well, it's just a just a, a simple set of cutlery. In and out, not a problem. Uh, we can have a secure place to stay as long as we leave in the morning uh, before their people are back from their preparations and celebration in the night. But uh, from what I understand, it is, uh, it is a very comfortable place. Wouldn't take us very long to get what we needed. This wouldn't be uh, 
family who is uh, going to be suffering a loss in the next day, is it? Uh, I, I apologize. Who, what, what was oh, what yes. Samantha? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you mean oh, Rasha's, um, what? How is it the Fenwick house that you're going to you, go You, you, mouth shut. I like you. I want to keep you around, but uh, you got to learn the hard way or the easy way. Without, I, I think that Carlo and Bron are both being careful not to mention any names. Yeah. All right. About anything, and and uh, Bron will say it is a family that might be distracted. Got it. All right. Um. Or there's the, there's uh, Dorothea I'll, and the Crips. I'll go. I'll go visit Dorothea. He, I, I don't know if you know, but uh, Shin, you know Shin, my son. I don't say my son. You know Shin. He's a frog. He's a, he's a frog's leg. He's a frog's legs. Hmm. <laughs> All right. And I walk out of the bar. Um, based on what I know of trading, I mean, I imagine that there is trading and uh, celebration going on leading up to the festival as well. Mm-hmm. Do based on my knowledge of being a traveling trader is this the best time to get a good price? Um, because I know that like the last day of the festival is is it's really hard to make a good sale because everyone is trying to get rid of they're they're trying to pick things up for cheap because they know you don't want to have to transport them back um, or, or miss you know you'd rather get some money than no money for it. So uh, it seems to me that this would be you know a decent time to be able to get a good return. Yeah, so um, roll me. Uh, it, you're going to have to spend a purse of coppers, basically. But you okay. have that. So roll me uh, plus charisma. Okay. Uh, and is that just uh, is that just a charisma roll, or is this? It's a, just it's just a charisma. Roll. Yeah, it's just charisma roll. You're 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 asking around. Okay. Uh, that is a thirteen. Oh, so you get a clear and useful answer. So yeah, you're you're trying to find somewhere to offload these sheepskins. Yeah, yeah. Um, there is a uh, there is need for a whole bunch of sheepskins to um, for preparation for tomorrow night's festival, um, and uh, you can sell them at. Uh, they actually. Uh, you know, I would be very happy to have them down at the town hall. Um, where they're preparing the uh, the balloon for tomorrow night, um, the very large balloon, and uh, they could probably they'd actually probably buy all of them off of you. They'd buy them at a very nice price. You would turn a substantial profit because they okay. are just that hard up. <laughs> uh, then I, I think that I will uh, move the wagon around and uh, start heading down there, and I will invite Raj to uh, to join me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, great. So you're gonna go. Okay. So you're gonna help them send a girl into the marsh. Cool. I'm merely here to do business. Great. Great. Me too. <laughs> so, uh, what I want to do actually is I'm gonna talk to uh, to Raj. We don't have to play this all out. That's but fine. My goal is to kind of. Um, 
pitch him for information um, about the town, just sort of get like a general lay, lay of the land, and see if I can interest him in a, uh, a little game of gambling. Okay. Uh, roll me a roll me a spell lore. That's what I think. Like and like then um, you can ask Raj one question for seven to nine and three for ten to twelve. Okay, and uh, spell lore is off of what? Uh, that uh, that spell lore is. Where is my window here? Uh, spell lore is intelligence. Yes. Okay. Uh, ten. Okay, so you can ask him three questions, which I will answer truthfully, or as much as Raj knows, and uh, he's always interested in gambling. Okay. Um, The first question I think would be, um, who really runs this town? Oh, Brennan, come on. Brennan and the Claws and the Guards, yeah, like... This town is, you know, if you know whose palms to grease, you can get away with anything you want. But if you don't, you'll be thrown in jail right away. And I smile and I go, because there's no crime in Marsh Edge. There's no crime in Marsh Edge, no. Of course. I just wanted to make sure that nothing had changed since the last time I had uh, visited uh, your lovely town. Listen, there's um, there's like a there's like a mayor, but uh, he doesn't have any real power. It's the seven families, and then Brennan. That's who you got to deal with. All right. As many places are, are, uh, are like that. Um, do you personally know anyone who has uh, gone to the Fen? Oh, yeah. I mean, kid, I've gone out into the fence, like, not very far. Kids go out into the fence all the time. Um, the thing that makes this different is that they put the girl in a balloon and then they send her just out across the wastes, and then eventually, I guess, it just burns out, and then she goes down. But yeah, like, I've run out of the fence. There's all kinds of weird stuff out there. There's, like, ruins and weird monsters and, you know, and, like, like cats and stuff. Ruins and monsters and cats, yes. All of the weird things. Oh, oh my. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think the last thing that I want to know is... um, What is the word on the street about the uh, Fenwick family? Like, for example, are they a... If you cross us, we will not only kill you, we'll kill everyone you've known and everyone you've ever done business with, or are they, uh, or can they be reasoned with, or, like, if you get on their bad side, what, what, what is known about what the repercussions would be? Mr. Fenwick is a mean old bastard, and his wife died when she was giving birth to Samantha, so Samantha is his only and he's been remarried several times. He just has never taken. So he's only got the one kid, and he has to send her off into the marsh. He's on edge. He's not too happy about it. He's, uh, yeah. So you're going to break into his house. That's the deal? Oh, I'm not breaking in anywhere. I was just curious. I mean, 
he's going to be in a lot of grief, and yeah. and that uh, that affects different people in different ways. And uh, if there's a business opportunity, then uh, it might be worth it to to pursue. Sometimes people who are in grief uh, make decisions that are maybe not in their best interest. Well, listen, there's a lot of family. A lot of the families, if they caught you in their house, they just call Brennan. Brennan's not going to call anybody. He's going to grab his sword and he's going to run you through. So, I thought that if uh, his palm was crossed with enough silver, that an arrangement could be made. An arrangement for you to like break into his house? Whatever. There's no crime in in Marsh Edge. There's no crime in Marsh Edge. Sure, fine, great. I want to cut over to Ilsa and just see what she's up to. I think she's probably gone into the tavern area and has gotten a drink and is probably sitting with her father Mm -hmm. just losing her shit. Uh, Roll me me like constitution. Just roll me a constitution check. Okay. I want to see how how drunk you are, basically. (laughs) Roll to see how drunk I'm getting. Uh, That would be a seven. Okay. So, yeah. Um, How much do you let? You let slip something. But what do you let? You don't let slip everything, which would get you in serious trouble. But you let slip that you know too much. What, what's the thing you say to your dad? And all because of something they're afraid about in the fens. Um, and uh, your, then your dad says very loudly, what are they afraid about in the fens that they have to do such things? And then everyone turns and looks at your dad. And not you, just at your dad. And someone you recognize is wearing the the guard's uniform, puts his hand on your dad's shoulder and says, What are you talking about here, sir? You don't look like you're from around here. We were talking about the festival and lighting the the balloons to celebrate and join in your culture. I see. Is this uh, this man giving you any trouble, young lady? Well, constantly, but he's my father. Uh, I see. Well, we're going to have to bring him in to talk with Brennan, or Marshall. Um, seems he might know a little too much, so... I don't think that that's the case. He's just... He's old. You have to forgive him. Mm, and he, he looks up at the man is like there's something out in the fence and they're trying to defend against it that's what they say he's had like six so he's uh um, medic guard says sure old timer sure I'm going uh, to stomp really hard on my father's foot <laughs> oh oh he's having one of his episodes again <laughs> oh I'm so sorry that you have to witness this it's just it's awful, and you know he's just—he'll be dead soon. What? I'm going to be dead soon? No. Um, and I'm going to lean in really close to him. I'm like, you are if you don't shut up. <laughs> roll me a uh, def- roll me defy danger plus charisma for me to see how well this works. <clears throat> oh no! I got it a six. 
Well, Mark XP. Um, and uh, <laughs> the guard's uh, like, listen, I appreciate that your father is probably just, you know, mouthing off. I know how old folks get, but like, like Dorothea out by the crypts. But I need to just, I need to run this by Brennan. That's how it is. Come by, come by the stocks in the morning and you'll be able to pick him up. It'll be fine. Most likely you'll be able to pick him up. It'll be fine. Why can't I just go with him now? I mean, he's not in his right mind. Somebody else should be there in the presence of your, I'm sure, illustrious Brennan. Oh, you can come with him now. Yeah, sure. If you want to meet Brennan, great. Yeah, I, I think it's good. Someone should be there to advocate for my father, considering, again, he's not well. Oh, okay. Well, great. Let's let's go meet Brennan. That sounds good. Um, and he hauls up your father by the iron pit and, like, drags him out. Can you follow him out if you want? Yeah. I, I would have told you that I knew Brennan. I would have told you Brennan doesn't like me. He's not a bad guy, but he's not a good guy. Yeah, let's see that play out. Let's do a little flashback on your way into Marsha. Sure. You two talking about that. So, um... Braun tells us about the Marsha hello. <laughs> and, uh... I say, yeah... He, he, he's right. The The word on the street is there is no uh, crime in Marshhead. Um, the the marshal's name is Brennan, and uh, he doesn't like me. And uh, I don't want to be on his wrong side. He's not a bad guy. He's not a good guy. Um, he's just crooked like most of the people in the town. So he can be persuaded to be a friend, and I'll make the symbol for money and hands. You know, you'd have to persuade him that you are a better friend than the rich families in town who pay him very well to have a comfortable life. Noted. So a little bit of leverage or a whole lot of... Uh, I, I don't think you get any leverage on him. And we don't have enough to spend to, uh, you know, make anything just happen the way we want it to. Well, everyone wants something. Perhaps if there's something he needs, uh, we could we could make a deal. But I'll, I'll take your caution and your advice. We- if we could not have to make a deal with him, it'd be better. Okay. So, uh, what's, also, what's your plan as you're being taken off to see Brendan? Just give me a glimpse of your interior thoughts. Well, I, I would love to say that she has a plan at this point. <laughs> she really doesn't. <laughs> She's going to wait and talk to Brennan and see if he can be reasoned with on some level. You tell Tyrion where you're going. <laughs> In case the other two need to find out. Yep. <laughs> She's still reading a book. Um, 
Uh, so, uh, Carlo, let's uh, skip over to you. You are headed to see Dorothea. Tell me, uh, tell me of what your your fondest memories of, of Dorothea. I taught Dorothea. Um, how to stab a man but not kill a man. Mm-hmm. Carlo, the great enabler. <laughs> um, so you are walking up through the, the crypts. It's very creepy, um, but you see the house. And as you are approaching it, a dagger whistles out of the night, goes right by your ear, and goes into a tree. And you know whoever threw that dagger was purposely missing you, but showing you that they could hit you if they wanted to. And you hear a voice out of the darkness say, step forward so I can see you. I step forward. Is, is, this, is this just you, or are we all there? Uh, I'm, 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 I'm by myself right now. Yeah, okay. it's just Carla. Carla. What are you doing here? I thought I told you never to come back. I didn't mean to. Uh, Business has brought me to town, and I won't be here long. Uh, Your son says hello. Uh, What business has brought you here? Some 22-year-old you bamboozled into your bed? Not this time. All right. Well, I suppose you're here for the festival, then. No, no, just uh, poor timing that way. All right. Well, it's good to catch up when she turns back toward her house. Dorothea. Yes, what? What's going on? What do you mean, what's going on? I live out by the crypts. I hate everyone. You're not the woman I remember. Well, I lost a son and I lost a sister. <laughs> your son is fine. What yeah. happened to your sister? Well, she went off into the marsh. Like they're going to send that poor Fenwick girl tomorrow night because they think it keeps the ghosts or the demons or whomever at bay. I don't really believe in that. So you you think it's just uh, some town superstition? Yeah, you know, they've been doing it every seven years for as long as the town's been around. But who came up with that idea? You know, whose whose thought was that? Somebody long ago to keep us in line, to to keep the 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 whole system working, so that the seven families can have all the money. And everyone else just thinks that they've given a great sacrifice because every so often they have to send a girl out in the marsh. It is a great sacrifice. It's preserving a rotten town. Sorry. I'm sorry, Dorothea. Yes, well, maybe someday she'll return. That's what they say. Oh, she'll come back and she'll be changed and she'll be better. No. No, that's hogwash. So, are you here to save that girl or what? (sighs) 
I see it's all what? Well, I'm just good catching it. Is that the right thing to do? I don't is, know. It, is that going to bring your sister back? No, nothing will bring my sister back, but the poor girl won't have to die out in the wilderness alone. She's got a whole life ahead of her. If I remember correctly, you have a girl about that age, right? A couple I years do. older? I do. She's in town. Mm. I see. Well, I think you'll do the right thing in the end. <laughs> I know you, Carlo. I know that you're an opportunist and you're a bit of a shit and you uh, always take the easy money. But I also know that when the chips are down, you will stand up for people who can't stand up for themselves. That's why you're not Brennan. What's your dad think about this? Does he want this to happen? Why? Uh, of course not. But what's he going to do? Say it's not his turn? They'd send both of them. Got it. You okay if uh, me and my friends crash out here in the crypts? Oh, um, yes, there's uh, some of the orphans who uh, run their pickpocket scams tend to stay out here, but uh, I tell you what, you see here I have this, you can sleep here on my yard. You can pitch some tents here, it's, uh, you know, I keep an eye out for anyone who's uh, a problem, but you got to promise me you're going to do something to help that girl. Yeah, the second woman to say something like that to me today. And uh, I wish it was as simple as... going and stopping some men from dragging a woman out to the swamp. And, and now I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I've seen some things. Mm-hmm. Some things that I don't understand. Mm-hmm. And this sounds like one of them. I feel lucky to be alive right now. And I'm not afraid to die. But you're afraid to become something. Not quite a lot. There's some there's some things out there. Mm. There's a woman with us who knows something about these things. She teaches the children. How to contact the undead? I will see, I will follow her lead. If she thinks that there is something to this that is not um, normal, of this world I will follow her lead if it's a simple matter of rescuing a girl from a swamp 
if somebody could give me a package so she could find her way on the road, I'd get her to that road. You know, but if this this is not of this world, (laughs) (laughs) yes, I believe there are dread monsters in the swamp, but if you can stop her from getting on that balloon, then I don't use the word balloon. That feels like like it should be a different word. Right, 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 right. right, right. Uh, The uh, if you could stop her from getting on the levitator the levitator, um, then there's no telling what, you know, then you wouldn't have to go out into the swamp and see those things. Of course, then you'd have to deal with an angry town. And you're not here for the festival. You have to stay beyond the festival, right? Yeah. Well, you are an old friend and a dear one, and you took care. You took care of Shin. And He's I a good boy. Him. I'm trying to find him a wife. I don't know why he's so uh, reluctant. Well, <laughs> I have some thoughts. <laughs> you are an old friend, and you are very welcome to stay here on this yard. But I will tell you, if anyone in your party wants to save this girl, I will have them convinced by sunrise that it is the only thing they can possibly do. And I know you will listen to your friends. Yeah. Thank you, Dorothea. Thank you. Feel free. And she gestures to her surprisingly lush and beautiful yard. Right. Uh, Bron, what's up with you? Um... So what I want to do with Raj is uh, start 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 some gambling with him, mm-hmm. and I'm going to initially uh, lose lose some coins to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then when I've got him nice and uh, nice and convinced that he is much better than I am, I'm going to start winning. And once I win back the coins, I'm going to start trying to win favors from him. Okay. Things that he things that he owes me. Oh, Raj is a pretty good gambler. Um, <laughs> let's see. I figured. I mean, this could backfire yeah. spectacularly, but no. I think that this is the sort of thing that Ron would do. Um, gosh, let's have you defy danger plus intelligence. You're not really in danger, but that feels like what's sure, right. Sure, sure, sure. No, that, that's good. Uh, that's ten. Okay, you beat uh, Raj. Just rolled a seven. Um, yeah, so you 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 plan works, and then you win back your money. And then, how many favors do you want to extract from this kid? Uh, well, I think that um, if we want to just compare the dice, maybe three. Okay. He, he owes me. He owes me three services within his uh, within his uh, purview. Like I'm not going to ask him to like go murder someone or anything like that. But 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 there are. But he owes me three services. Okay. Well, listen. You got to clear with my mom first. But um, you know her pretty well. Like she's that lady you're hanging out with all the time. Yeah. She adopted me. Basically, that's the thing that she said. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll talk to, to Elsa. I'm sure that she will uh, understand that you and I have a business arrangement and that you wouldn't want to break your word. Um, 
Yeah, absolutely. But anything you want, listen, I'm Raj. I can get it done. It's great. Perfect. Um, so you're going to sell the sheepskins, right? Yeah. Okay. So you're at the town hall. And there is this, like, they're just, like, there's a whole group of people here, and they're very solemn, and they're wearing, like, they're wearing, like, black robes that don't have, like, hoods pulled up. They're just in black robes, and they kind of are, you know, putting, like, briars and other things on this basket that then will be attached to the the levitator um, that will, um, you know. If you were from our world, you'd recognize it as a hot air balloon. But, um... Uh, yeah. Uh, and can, can it be called the bridal carriage? Yes, that sounds great. The bridal carriage. And, um, it's just, it's all men. It's, it's actually seven men. And they are preparing this. And there is one of them who is gesturing very emphatically. He looks very, 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 very angry and sad all at once as he's helping them prepare this. Uh, I won't approach him, but I'll approach someone who is, uh, kind of off to the side. Yeah, and and say, uh, excuse me, I, I don't mean to interrupt anything, but I was told that there could potentially be a need for fine, high quality wool and sheepskin. You have sheepskins. I'm Jack Frogleg. Ah, oh, Mr. Frogleg of Pressure. Ah, uh, Bron. Oh, Bron. Oh, where, what, what, what sort, where, what is the provenance of these sheepskins? I've brought them down from Stonetop. These <gasps> are Stonetop shorthorn sheepskins, genuine. The best sheepskins. What price are you asking? Well, I thought that we should uh, sit down and discuss that. Uh, oh. I understand that they are very important to your ceremony, and so I uh, want to make sure that we all walk away uh, happy with the arrangement. Are, are you uh, are you in charge of procuring these things, or is there someone else I should speak with? Well, I certainly can enter uh, into an arrangement for all of us. You technically should be speaking with uh, Fenwick over here, but he is, shall we say, beside himself. He looks very distracted. I- I'm sure that the pressures of planning the festival are uh, nearly overwhelming. Yes, he has to light the bonfire tomorrow night. It is a very solemn and sad occasion. Ah, yes. Uh, because from from the sadness comes the gratitude and the well wishes for the future. I, I understand. Yes, from sadness is light. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, you you can talk to me. I can I can make this happen. Um, how would it sound? One gold piece per sheepskin. Uh, that's a drastically low price. Just to give you a. <laughs> um. I, well. Uh, that would barely cover the cost of uh, having come halfway here. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't possibly sell these for for less than seven uh, a piece. Ooh, ooh, only partly. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> is this um? That's charisma. Charisma. Okay. And this is this is okay. This is a parlay roll. This is not uh, the surveillance. And you do, you do because you did the recap. You do have um, free advantage rolls, so if you want to take one, you can. Okay. Sorry, I keep dropping my die. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I will take the advantage roll, and uh, that ends up being 11. Okay. He's, he looks at you and says, seven gold pieces apiece is quite a price to ask. What, what's the uh, what's the next town down the down the road? Um, there's a town called Gordon's Delft that's nearish. Okay. Well, I, I understand uh, it's, it is a dear price, but uh, you know the quality of them, and I've been told by a buyer in Gordon's Delft that he would offer nine each. Uh, but I didn't want to travel all the way down there. But if, if we can't do any business, uh, I, I completely understand. I know exactly the scam you're trying to run on me, sir. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you I'll tell you what. I will match that nine gold pieces per if you leave Marsh Edge tomorrow. Mm. Sadly I do have some other business uh, in town that requires me to stay at least a few days. Well, I would suggest that it's best if you leave <clears throat> anyway. If you had any sense at all, you would realize you were not supposed to be here. Do you see anyone else around but us? Uh, as I said, I, I didn't mean to intrude. I, I'd be happy to uh, go and come back at another time or arrange a different meeting. I was just uh, informed that this was the uh, best place for me to uh, find a buyer for these sheepskin. Uh, if I have seen something that I do not, I promise my lips are sealed. I am known across the land as a man of quiet and discretion. Uh, and uh, I, 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 I apologize for uh, obviously very solemn occasion. Uh, I, I'll, I'll just, I'll turn and go. And I start to wheel the cart around. You have already seen too much, friend. We're going to tell Brennan about you. Of course we are. So, would you like to take... We'll give you 12 gold pieces per, and you're out of here by morning. <laughs> this is Sorry, I, I have to pause for just a moment because Nick is warring with Braun right now, <laughs> and I have to figure out what, what we're going to do here. <laughs> So, um, just so I have an idea of the scale, I know we said mm -hmm. one was incredibly low uh, mm -hmm. for these. I just made up seven, figuring that we were probably going to haggle down to, you know, five mm -hmm. on here. Um, he's offering me, like, how big of a profit is 12? You were expecting to sell them at, like, seven or eight. So the number that you gave was, like, you know... Would have worked. Would have been great if you had been. If you had haggled down to five, you would have been just fine. You would have turned a nice profit. This is like beyond your wildest dreams. If you could, if you make this sale, like that is just like Stone Top's coffers overflow. So it'd be really good for Stone Top, right? Mm -hmm. Yep, be great for Stone Top. I mean, and then my, my and, and then there, there'd be there'd be a lot of cream on top. Right, right. You know, it would also be good for, for my uh, for my finder's fee and uh, travel to say, expenses. And who is to say you don't just tell Mayor Heron that like that you sold them for ten gold pieces, ten per per? Because that's still going to be so much money. She's going to be just overwhelmed. Just yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, 
I don't think Thrawn is necessarily heroic. Um, Listen, you are the only you are the only one that these guys have seen. You know, right? Mm-hmm. That's true. I might just go like, oh, you I and Raj, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Raj and I have to go, yeah. but uh, we'll we'll just be right outside of town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. That is an incredibly generous offer, and I, I think that I, I would take that up, uh, take that up with you. I, I could, um, I'm sure I could reschedule my uh, other business arrangements, uh, of course, and uh, and and leave leave your fine leave your fine town. Um, Wonderful. Uh, tomorrow. Yes. Okay. That sounds very good. I will get you the money. You, of course, are free to sleep here wherever you've been able to find. I'm not going to turn you out of the town right now, but shortly after dawn, you should be gone. Uh, I will. Uh, I will make sure that the dawn will see the uh, back of me. You um, and that marshal of yours, Carlo, right? Who? Now, have, have, <laughs> have we been seen uh, on here? I mean, I thought that this was uh, like they only saw Raj with me. Well, they know they saw you, and there is information that filters through this town, and people know you and people know Carla. They don't know Elsa, and they don't know Tyr. So. <sighs> um, I'm not entirely sure what his business is uh, at this time, but I can uh, do my best to persuade him. See that it's done. And he hands you just a hefty gold purse and has some of the other men help him unload the sheepskins. Okay. Great. (laughs) I wanted to um, cut over to Elsa before. I'm so sorry, everyone. I want to cut over to Elsa before we um, end for the evening because I want to see her deal with um, what's up with her dad. So, mm-hmm. um, Ivan is still just shouting about how there's a monster out in the fence. I'm like, in, in his in his head, to your advantage, in his head, he has just been like, oh, there's a, there's a there's a there's a skunk ape. It's a, the size of a man and covered in fur, and it smells awful out in the fence. It's a Gordon Delves devil. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Brandon, like Brandon, is like sitting, like like looking, sitting behind his desk in this giant, um, this giant like office in the jail, and he looks up and he's got, he's like got a migraine. He's like, "What is it now?" And the guards start to say all the crimes that your father has committed, embellishing greatly. Whoa, whoa, gents, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. This has been a simple miscommunication. Who is she? Who are you? I suppose you can speak for yourself. Yes, I can. And this is my father. Ah, I see. And he's very unwell right now, as you Mm -hmm. can plainly see. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, well, uh, he is clearly having an episode, but what does he know about the Fens and where did he learn it from? Oh, you know, it's just he makes up stories and thinks that he hears things, and mm-hmm. it's all just a bunch of hullabaloo. Mm-hmm. So if I threw him in... He appears to be quite soused. If I threw him in the drunk tank overnight, he wouldn't mind. 
he'd be safe in there. Just sleep it off. I'd rather seat him myself. I'd be worried about there being an incident with the other people in the drunk tank, just in case, or he might spread frenzy among them. Well, I tell you what, I have this points to a little room off to the side where you can see a table and two chairs inside. And he says, I want to ask your father what he knows. And if he doesn't know anything, he can go with you. But it needs to be just me and him. Can I wait outside? Of course you can wait outside. Well, I assure you, he doesn't know anything. Anything he says is the ramblings of an old man. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he leads you back into this room, closes the door. Um, you can't hear anything from where you're standing. So. And the guards, like, the guards immediately just start gossiping about things they've heard about, you know, who is dating who in the town. They're very <laughs> bored, and, you know, it's it's a very long night, so... Um, yeah. Um, this is, like, where you are is near the town hall, so probably you would see, like, Ron and Raj as they're leaving. But you're, like, inside, so you don't have to go out to talk to them. <clears throat> I'm torn. <laughs> um, you know what? Screw them. They didn't want to help me. I'm not going to ask for their help right now either because mm. I think at this point she may feel that she's just that they're you know not going to help her anymore, that they no longer see worth or value in helping mm. her. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so probably like a half hour in, the door to this room opens, and Brennan has your dad under the arm. He's like, lock him up. He needs to be locked up until after the festival. He knows too much. He knows too much about what? The he ramblings? Knows, he knows too much about what's happening here with Samantha Fenwick. Moldify danger plus um, constitution. Well, nope. That was. Tell me how. Tell me how you give away that you know what's happening. <sighs> Look, it's just not right. What's not right? You. It's not right to lock up an old man like this. Mm-hmm. He's practically on his deathbed. What do you want his death on your hands? His hand his hand goes to his sword and is about to draw it. What do you do? I'm gonna draw my I will tell you this, the guards are still distracted. They're not really paying attention to this. So you you can escape, you could fight, you can do everything. Let's see. Do I have anything interesting to use? Tim goes away for one episode and we have <laughs> someone's half the party's third in jail. I was like, I was like, look at The other half of the party is accepting a bribe to look the other way. <laughs> um, I'm going to draw myself up, and they didn't make us surrender our weapons at Mm-mm. the nope. gates, right? Mm-mm. Nope. And I'm going to put my hand on, um, I'm sorry, was it an exit card? Hammer. Uh, hammer. 
a hammer. I'm going to put my hand on, like, the base of my hammer and just try and give him my most, like, don't fuck with me stance. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just going straight up intimidation if he's going to try and pull a sword on me. Defy danger plus charisma. Alright, dice, stop being assholes. <laughs> Round it out like like the, like, like the beginning Eight. of the episode. Eight. And he says, okay. I believe you. I believe you don't know anything about Samantha Fenwick and what might be happening here tomorrow. I believe you entirely, but I need you to leave this room right now. You can come back for your father in two days' time, but I need you to leave Marsh Edge in the morning. That's unacceptable to me. All right. Then I suppose you'll also have to go to jail. And he nods to the guards. I guess I'm going to jail. You can make a run for it if you want. I'm, I, I'm not going to make a run for it. If she's going to do anything, she'd make a stand, but I think she also knows that three to one is probably not the best odds right now. Um, yeah. So, you give yourself up? Very reluctantly. Okay. All right. That's where we're going to leave things. <laughs> it will be very interesting to see what Clive does next time. <laughs> but she looks she looks up from her book and is like, Where is everybody? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be uh it's gonna be Tiern and Raj and uh Carly. Yeah, Kylie's still there. Like it's yeah, yeah Tiern and Kylie save the day. Tune in next time for Tiern and Kylie Save the Day. Let's do our end of session moves. Um did let's see. Uh uh so um uh, Carlo, give me an example of how you met the requirements of your drive. Oh. My drive is honor. <laughs> I thought it was pr- protect Ilsa. <laughs> um. I got us there. I got the sheepskin sold. And I got us a place to sleep. Like. <laughs> I mean, you could say I didn't. You just don't mark XP, but I'll give it to you. You can mark XP. I, I feel like I did what I was supposed to do, man. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, um. Uh, Braun, give me an example of how you met your drive. Oh, I absolutely did not. <laughs> <laughs> What's your drive again? My, my drive is that I uh, do something for others that is at a cost to me. Okay, yeah, you didn't do that. No, um, not at all. <laughs> uh, Elsa, how did you meet your drive? Um, I didn't really. Um, there's, I, I really haven't had an opportunity to use this. Yeah. So, what's what's uh, your drive again? Uh, well, it's uh, under driven. It says your idols sacrifice themselves to save many. Okay, uh, I mean, you did just like go to jail for your father. I think that would count. Okay, so, go ahead and mark. And you saved a child from a life of crime. Yeah, you've been doing some good stuff today. 
uh, um, Ilsa, tell me uh, how your opinion of or relationship with a PC, NPC, or group has changed. Uh, well, I would say that the group, minus Tiran, because she's not a part of this, uh, my opinions went down. Okay. All right. Well, that's fine. Mark XP. I, I, I don't think you need to elaborate why. Ron, your opinion of a PC, NPC, or group has changed, and why? Um, I don't really think so. I mean, the only one who my opinion, like, my opinion of Raj hasn't changed because I just met him. It's the, it's the I mean, same initial opinion. No, yeah, like, that's, that's a, that is a relationship that has changed because it is a new relationship. So, okay. you can mark XP. Uh, Carlo, uh, your opinion of or relationship with a PC, NPC, or group? Um, I feel like it's kind of cheesy to say my my relationship with Dorothea has changed. Um, That makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Okay. Mm -hmm. Go for it. All right. These questions are going to be fun this time. Did we learn more about the world or its history? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Did we defeat a threat to Stonetop or the region? Not yet. No. Not yet. Did we? Uh, no, no, no. Wait. I, I defeated poverty for Stonetop. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a later question. Uh, did we improve our standing with our neighbors? <laughs> no. Not yet. Um, and did we make a lasting improvement to Stone Top or tangible progress towards doing so? I think that yes. one is true. Yeah, okay. we have a bunch of money. So, yes. So that is it for this week. We will be back in two weeks on uh, April 26th to uh, figure out uh, how Ilsa gets out of jail. And uh, what Tiern realizes has happened. <laughs> um, uh, we look forward to seeing you then. But for now, uh, let's say good night. Uh, Mac, why don't you tell the folks about what you're up to? Hey, guys. I am and will continue to be Mac Beauvais. You can find me everywhere as at Strange Like That, the Twitter, the Instagram, and the Facebooks. Also, check out 12-Sided Stories. It's a podcast that's highly produced with um, sound effects and music. And this Friday, as of our recording tonight, is the launch of our second season of Unquiet Blood, a game of Vampire 5e that I GM. Hmm. Great. Uh, Nick? Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram uh, at Sungrowler. Uh, if you do something on Instagram, you're going to be waiting a long time. I get it on there like once a month, if that. Hmm. But uh, I do hang out and stalk uh, Twitter so feel free to uh, shoot me a follow if you've enjoyed anything. I'm always happy to talk about just about anything. And Mo? Hey, I'm Mo. You can meet, see me at uh, HV1 on Twitter and uh, let's see this is in three weeks we'll start um, playtesting Holdfast Outpost. <laughs> on a Discord near you. Ooh, very exciting. Love to what, take part what in is, that. Uh, what is Hold Fast Outpost? <laughs> it is the uh, low, uh, the hard science uh, uh, community oriented science fiction version of Stone Top. Oh, very cool. Well, uh, please 
let me know when that happens because that sounds fun. I um, I am Emily Vanderer. If you can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash EmilyVDW. And I'm here every other Monday to play Stone Top with this lovely group. It's been a great bit of fun. Um, you can find all my writing at EmilyVDW uh, on Twitter, rather. Um, and uh, yeah, that is all for this week. Um, if you want to check out more episodes of this show, they're at happyjacks.org slash stonetop. And if you want to find all the other APs on the Happy Jacks Network, visit happyjacks.org slash shows. We'll be back on April 26th to figure out how all of this resolves. And also, like, get back to the main plot of the story, which will be fun. <laughs> we're, like, we're, you, I, I, I know where we're going. We're fine. We're fine. All right. We'll see you then. Thank you so much for watching. And uh, thank you all for playing. And good night.